and welcome everyone to episode 83 of One Piece at a Time, the One Piece read-through podcast where we read and discuss five chapters of the One Piece manga each and every week. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host and freelance letterer at Shonen Jump, Brandon Bovia. How you doing, Brandon? I'm doing pretty good. I'm, of course, Brandon Bovia, letterer of manga, like Dragon Ball Super, Kaiju number eight, and... We are living in a different world now. <laughs> this is a very different world right now because live action One Piece has premiered. This is actually the premiere date as we're recording this, and we have both watched the very first episode. Our plan right now is to just talk about this first episode exclusively, give our initial impressions, and then next time we'll just give our thoughts on the entire season. And yeah. I got to say right off the bat, holy crap, they did it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> they did it. Yeah. <laughs> and well, this is why I'm so I'm so excited for this discussion because it is the kind of thing where it's like it's not perfect. I no. don't like every choice, but by and large, it's great. And I I'm excited to kind of pick this thing apart with you and see, you know, where we kind of land on all the different kind of aspects of it and all the different choices that they made. Because it's it's sort of a cool like remixed uh, one piece, you know, kind of familiar elements rearranged. That's the best way to put it. This is a One Piece remix because it's not a one-to-one retelling. They, thing go, things go at a very different clip. Like there's elements of the manga. There's elements of the anime. There's its own unique thing. It's definitely taken advantage of the fact that they know what's coming. So they're able to put stuff in there to be like, ah, we got we got this coming up. And yeah. it's it's a very different feel. But, and I think this is the core thing here that makes this so exciting it feels like One Piece. It does, yeah, which is the thing that we were all worried about, you know? It's like, rather than, you can talk all day about just, like, adaptation choices and, and you know, but, but there's more of, like, a, there's more of, an, like, an ethereal feel of, like, does this feel like One Piece? R- 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 rather than, you know, how close do they follow the manga or, you know, like, where do they, cho- where do they choose to diverge and stuff like that? But, like, the overall feel and the tone of it is, by and large, I think, really in line with the source material. And it feels like a loving embrace of the source material. Yeah, you you get the sense that they were all about, uh, the creators were all about this. The set design, the costuming, the little nods here and there about various characters, even some of the, 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 the uh, choices as far yeah. as how each of the pirates are introduced. Like the way that the bounty comes up for the pirate and they interact with it yeah. in some way. That's yeah, great. That's, it's cool. And, I, and I'm and i I'm going to put a prediction right here, right now, since we obviously have not watched the whole thing. I guarantee this ends with Luffy getting his first bounty and him doing oh. his, having his interaction. Oh, that's a that's a cool that's a cool idea. Yeah, I could totally see that happening. So I've actually um, I'm I'm like I've seen episode two now and I'm uh, I'm like the I've seen like the first minute <laughs> of episode three. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's a, there's a couple things where I'm like, oh yeah, there's there there are some things cooking here in terms of like just like subplots and stuff and overall overarching stuff that you know I'm mostly positive on, but mostly just sort of like fascinated to talk about. So I don't know. Why don't we just get right into it? <laughs> yeah, because they they throw us a curveball kind of right off the not right off the bat because we, we we start with Gold Rogers execution, uh, see the execution because that's that is one thing I'll say right now is this is. Way bloodier than, than yeah. Than... I was uh, surprised by a couple of things. Um, it is because I think the implication, right, is that like they actually cut off his head 
in the uh, the manga and the anime, but you don't see it. Yeah. Whereas here, they just they stab him straight in the back, like, and there, there's something that was that that moment I felt like the scale of a live action of just seeing this massive crowd of people all hearing Gold Roger's words and all just like running for it, trying to get there first. Mm -hmm. This that immediate like, oh crap, let's go get his treasure. (laughs) It's a race. Yeah. There's something. Oh, that's when I knew that was like, man, this feels different in a way that you couldn't convey through just anime or manga. Mm -hmm. So that just kind of right off the bat, I was like, oh, this feels Right. And, and and they definitely like have the nods right there. You see a young Shanks, you see a young Mihawk, you see a young Yeah. I think Alvito is there as well. Yeah. And it, I don't think it was conf- they didn't outright say it. And I, I thought it was, but it, it I guess they're implying that it was Garp who brought in Gold Roger. I uh, yeah, I think that's their implication or at least Garp was there overseeing his execution because again, I've only seen the first episode, but Garp got a major like upgrade as far as his presence yeah <laughs> that's one thing I, i'm gonna reserve judgment on until i finish out the season it is that is definitely the most kind of like oh, okay interesting that they're sort of yeah bringing in garp earlier and giving him kind of more to do really way earlier because i think as of where we're at in the manga we've only seen garp through the kobe and helmet cover stories cover story yeah yeah and i i think they're they're kind of doing their take on that Yes. Yes. I, I feel like that's likely the case because I've seen pr- uh, trailers and production materials that looks like uh, that shows Kobe with Garp. Yeah. Yeah. So it's again. And, oh, oh, my goodness. The, the ways in which they kind of expand on the material, there, there are a handful of things where they kind of alluded to in the manga that are just sort of like outright said, like how um, Captain Morgan is just kind of like, you know, I'm the one who brought in uh uh, Kuro. Kuro and, and yeah, single-handedly yeah, apprehended was, the Black Cat Pirates and all that. Yeah, which is something I didn't realize until we started doing this podcast. Yeah, when we were talking about the cover <laughs> stories and the yeah, broken jaw so, and all that. Yeah, so that's it's cool that they just sort of were like, yeah, we're doing this. Well, <laughs> our introduction to Zoro, rather than him being tied up in the yard, is instead him yeah. having a fight scene with Mr. Seven because they're bringing in Baroque works already. The, the balls on these people to be like, oh yeah, season two. <laughs> yep. He's like, here's season two. We got, we got Baroque's works people. They, they, we got this whole thing going on. Even Garp's talking about it by the end. Is like that we, we're searching for this whole thing. And yeah. that's also a statement of like, oh, we're going to be killing some people in this because <laughs> Zoro just outright cuts him in half. Yeah, cuts him in half and just like <laughs> rolls up to the bar just like with half his body in a bag. Also, the design of Mr. Seven, I'm, I'm not positive on this one. Wasn't he only shown through an SBS? I want to say so or something like that. I definitely didn't recognize the design. Yeah, he just had the seven tattoos on his face and the mohawk. I think the mohawk was different. It might have been taken a little bit from Mr. Nine's design in in that mm-hmm. regard. I'm, I'm not sure. But the interaction plays out like you expect. Like it is <laughs> it's, it's Zoro not wanting to join up and, and just like, nah, I'm not I'm not all for that. And I got to chuckle out of the no, I'd rather be Mr. One and flicks him off. <laughs> Yeah, which is that I think that was from the manga, right? Where he mentions like like once once Zoro mentions that um mm-hmm. yeah, he wanted to be the uh, boss. That, yeah, 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 that yeah, exactly. I which was 
and, and just god the fact that they that was you know one worry of mine like okay well zoro's a sword user so you know like how are they gonna are they gonna show him like actually chopping up dudes and no yeah he just did Cut clean in half. Oh yeah, we're, we're Netflix here. I, I mean, I saw a little bit of blood splatter, but I thought it was going to be that where it's just like cut and a little bit of blood, but that's about it. But no, yeah, they no. go, they go pretty hard in. Yeah, it's, <laughs> but it it didn't feel Gratu- egregious yeah. either. Yeah, it was just sort of like, oh, he just cut that guy. <laughs> yeah, it, it's one of those things where I'm. Uh, I watched it with my uh, partner and she's always a little squeamish about kind of intense stuff. And she definitely got a, got an, from that. Yeah. But yeah, the later fight scene, she didn't feel as squeamish about. Yeah. And that's a great sign too. She knows virtually nothing about one piece and she still really enjoyed this watching it with me. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, uh, watched it with my partner as well who is knows a little more about one piece just cause I ramble it to her uh, all the time. And she's seen the first, like, yeah, maybe two or three episodes. So like all of the Captain Morgan stuff, she was you know kind of broadly familiar with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it is, I, I'm seeing that a lot from a lot of folks who have no idea what they're in for and are you know actually managing to enjoy it a lot. <laughs> that's that's the key thing here. That's the great part, the one we hope for. Because I I kind of want to take this opportunity to like. So you want to watch the first season of the, of yeah, the anime? Yeah. <laughs> that's what now you know. Yeah, just because they, 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 in the broad strokes, these are these characters because Luffy acts like Luffy. Zoro acts like Zoro. Nami, a little bit of a difference. I don't know if our Nami would have stolen from the Marines at that point. I, I think in thinking about it, it's like, yeah, it makes sense she would do that because it's not like she has any love for the Marines. Yeah, I think I think the thing that really hit for me is that there are no moments where it feels aggressively out of character. No, there are things that feel like that they're kind of a shift. Just mm-hmm. because, you know, the performers, the actors are bringing in their own performances. So it's not one-to-one, but it is, it doesn't feel like, oh, I, I, there was no moment where I was like, Luffy would never do that. You know? No, no. I mean, and my God, I, I was already feeling this from the preview materials, but Inyaki is perfect. He's a gem. He's a he's such a gem. I don't know how they found this kid, but God bless you, Oda, for recognizing it and the fact that they made you laugh because this is the embodiment of of Luffy in live action. It is yeah. some of the most perfect casting you could ever ask for, and we don't get that a lot in live yeah, action really, anime. You, there are some I'm less hot on than others. I, I definitely like Zoro might grow on me as he has more time to interact with the characters, but like with the scenes where he's kind of largely by himself or just interacting with Luffy, it sounds he sounds more bored than aloof. There, there is a bit of that, yeah. There, there yeah. is that. I, th- I thought they did a pretty decent job with him at the uh, the the rice balls. Yeah, yes, I liked. It. I really liked that. I want more stuff like that. Yeah, I, I thought I thought that was a nice little sign of his uh, backstory and all that. I liked the, the adaptation as well, rather than sugar, which like okay, what's the difference? What's a rice ball? Putting chocolate on it that communicates to an American audience, where a worldwide audience is like, I don't think that goes on rice. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It is a, much more of a strong visual element, which I think this this adaptation has a really it has a lot of really strong visual elements. I was a little disappointed that they didn't have like the statue of Captain Morgan in oh, his yeah. you know kind of marine base, but like the poster, the and you see the poster at first, and I'm just kind of like that's a little bit funny, but I missed the statue. And then as you see the more explore more and more of the, the, the Marine base, you're just like, Oh no, he's everywhere. That's hilarious. Yeah. And even in his office, there's a small statue of him just carrying a child, not even his own child, yeah. just a child. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, so that stuff manages to come across, which it is just like a little bit different. But um, yeah, well, the, the pacing as well is is that this first episode covers from Luffy's introduction, Alveda, and then pretty much the entirety of the Borgen arc getting all that established while also sprinkling in some uh, buggy characters. And of course, setting up buggy for episode two, I assume. Yeah. And just getting that further. And the way they're doing that is like, it doesn't feel rushed one for one. It, I never felt mm-hmm. like it was rushing too fast. It was like, no, this is about as much time as you really need to spend with this stuff. And the buggy setup actually makes sense because in that they buggy had a map to the grand line. That's why Nami was trying to steal from him. So they yeah. just remixed it. So instead, she gets it first, and that's why he got the uh, because he was the, sort of planning it. Which is why you see uh, what's his face, Kabaji, Kabaji, uh, yeah, bar, yeah, because he was. They were kind of. It, it's interesting seeing the buggy crew like, okay, we're planning this heist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, and then you know, Luffy one ups him, and that's why he's mad at Luffy, and like that that whole thing ends up really making sense. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the line: "They must have been planning this for months." Yeah, <laughs> that feels more one piece than anything. It's just you're you're walking in, you're causing chaos, and you're getting the heck out of there. Oh, uh, Luffy as the agent of chaos is perfect. Yeah, uh, in this. Uh, just... my my one little hang up about the uh, using the map to the Grand Line is like I I do f- I find it fascinating more so than like irksome that mm-hmm. the Marines have it as sort of like this huge thing that's under lock and key. Uh, because it really it, it makes it feel more important than I feel like it ultimately is, at least. Yeah. You know, I, my my expectations from coming from the manga, at least, it, it makes sense if like the map to the Grand Line has. I think it will end up being kind of like the overarching kind of plot device to, to tie all the stories together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't think is like a bad idea as much as where they start it and having it like this, knowing what the grander world of One Piece is like. Having just like, oh, we have to keep the map to the Grand Line under lock and key. Just like, ah, I think most people wouldn't want to go to the Grand Line anyway because they'll die. Yeah, you definitely get that sense unless you already live on the Grand Line. I don't think you want to go to the Grand Line, especially if you're coming from East Blue and just getting all those explanations. That is a nitpick, though. (laughs) Yeah, it's very much a nitpick. This is is something to... For new reviewers to make make the Grand Line seem like an important place. That is an important thing too, because in in manga in the manga you're mostly relying on dialogue, you're mostly relying on like characters telling you that the Grand Line is really, you know, like that you don't want to go there. You know, that's a really important thing. It's a place of death, uh, and, and just get the, it's exactly. that whole first arc of being like slow mentions, and then somebody coming back from the Grand Line, and they're like, "Oh my God, this guy seems so powerful, and he was destroyed by this by one guy. What the heck is this place actually like?" Yeah, I'm. I'm interested to get to uh, Don Krieg to see. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Like, I'm curious how much of Don Krieg's going to be there because I've seen Arlong at the Baratier, and I'm like, I, I'm trying to like mesh that in my head. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I I really think this is just going to be a case of like they are weaving in kind of all of the disparate elements of the East Blue arcs just to get the the, like transition transition cleaner for, you know, a 
eight episode TV show. Yeah, rather than just a okay, it's this thing, clean break, this thing, clean break, this thing. Like yeah. it, it's more like uh, the end of uh, the Brate arc because of Nami leaving and yeah, and them have to go after it. That's that's when it's the first time it really felt like one arc led to another rather than just this is our single adventure. As you said. Zora could be a little wooden so far. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt on that one. I think when we have the full crew together, when everybody's bouncing off of each other, I, I have more hope that I think everybody will start to, you know, their performances will really come together. Yes. And I, I think also seeing Luffy interact with each of them also, I think, brightens them a little bit. Because as yeah, you said, yeah. Luffy, uh, Zoro on his own is fine. He definitely has the badass quality down to him. They definitely did their job of making Zoro look cool. And I, I loved Amy's, my partner's laugh when she saw Zoro put the sword in his mouth. It's like, that wouldn't work. It's like, you just yeah, kind of go to can... go with it. <laughs> I, I'm glad. Okay, cause this is such an eye rolling thing for me in so many kind of like adaptations in media and stuff where they kind of try to like lampshade, like just like commonly accepted elements. Like how um, I was expecting the worst because um, I remember seeing the line from the trailer where, you know, Luffy's just like, you know, like a hero's got to, you know, got to call out a special attacks. And I was like, Ugh. Um, <laughs> mm. but or, or but it ended up in context, not feeling that like grown worthy or like how it never felt weird when Luffy called out his attacks, you know? Yeah. Or, or, or Luffy, he's, you know, he's like, man, I'm just, you know, I can't stop thinking about Zoro. And he's just like, where does the third sword go? Um, and it's just <laughs> it's a very simple just like, oh, that's where it goes. Or, or, or like how. um. You know, he's like, why do, why do they call him Axe Head Morgan? And then he sees the Axe, he's like, oh, you know. I, I think that works because he's kind of that oh, doesn't audience it's surrogate. It, they they made yeah. Luffy more of an audience surrogate where he's just like, oh, that's weird, but it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it feels it feels really positive. As, 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 and it's not smarmy. It's not like, mm-hmm. oh, you see, he's got an Axe Head. Like, oh, that's where his third sword goes. It's just more like Luffy is a genuinely curious character and he's excited about seeing all these things. And, you know, like that excitement, I think. It makes the audience also excited, and it makes you. It sells you on the setting in this world, which I think they did a really good job of. Which is yeah, not easy. No, <laughs> definitely weird. not easy. Because they, they all, like I said, they made this more brutal. Like they made Alvita seem way more brutal than she she was for the little little bit that she was there. But the other thing is that I like the the change of you know her her whole thing in the manga was how beautiful beautiful am I I am the most beautiful and they change that here they change it to who is the most fearsome pirate she's like she just has more of an ego about herself about herself about yeah how she feels notorious she is very threatening and powerful and and you I feel like you really understand why Kobe is afraid of her and, and you know why he can't stick up for himself I mean I like the little thing where there's like. Zorro, I'm looking for Zoro because he has this list of pirates and I know I'm on the top of this list. Like, you weren't on the yeah. list. He just bashes the guy <laughs> yeah. and like, has to clean up the blood. I'm like, oh. Well, first, I like one that's funny because it's just like she's obviously not a big deal in, in the grand scheme when, when you look at it that way. And two, it's still like, my God, it's it's she's still brutal even though she's not the big deal when it comes to these pirates. I think they, they do a really good job of selling the threat of these characters and that not not to get too ahead of ourselves i think episode two has that and i think they do a good job with that although it does i'm, I'm a little more mixed on it but i understand why they made the choices they made well buggy's gonna be a lot trickier for sure yeah yeah exactly i i understand what they like i understand the approach and mm. they did the best with it but yeah 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 yeah, I'll, I'll see what I think when I when I when I get to that point. Nami, also, I, I I really enjoyed the Nami actor. She has that sardonic, like early Nami, really down pat. Yeah, I I I I love how they're really emphasizing her, just like her 
trickiness, you know, mm-hmm. the, the way that she just, you know, you know, beats a Marine guy over the over the head to steal his clothes and just like constantly like social engineering her way through every situation until she meets up with Luffy and just like, oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I do love the of of all things the first guy that she steals clothes from like she's like hey you're the you're the lady who stole my clothes <laughs> yeah and just like eh too tall <laughs> when yeah. the first guy tries hitting on her <laughs> yeah just, uh, yeah the the way they interwove Nami into sort of the Morgan stuff is honestly like I, it's really brilliant <laughs> yeah because I forget. I did. I forget if in, in the anime if she showed up in the Morgan stuff because I know she, Nami showed up way earlier in the anime. Yeah. Than the yeah. Morgan. So in in the anime she showed up during the Alvida stuff, mm-hmm. but she did um, not d- not during the Morgan stuff. I think she took. I a think she, I think she was in the background, but n- did not interact with Luffy and Zoro or Kobe at all. Like, right. I think right. I think she was still on her like you know trying to find the map kind of thing. Yeah. Um. But but like, I have my issues with how they handled the Morgan stuff because I feel like. I feel like the the pacing kind of it, it was more even and a little slowed down, which I, I feel like it didn't. It kind of just like jumped to the climax rather than being kind of this buildup of events, right? Yeah. Um, but I understand that it was like, well, okay, you have Luffy and Nami and Zoro all kind of like running around and doing their own things and and interacting in their own ways. So it was more like by the, I I like the end result, but the, and I like a lot of the individual elements, but it definitely. It, it left me feeling a little bit like, ah, I, I still think I prefer the manga's approach to this stuff, but... A little bit, because like, you, you get more... It was interesting the, in its own way. Yeah, you get more of the fun aspect of it, but this is... I the the Obviously, the key thing they were trying to do by the end of this first episode is to get the crew established. Yeah, which is not easy. <laughs> no. I, I want to I make sure, like, I, I praise them for that, because... By the end, you have Luffy, Nami, and Zoro all like fighting together in uh, Morgan's it, in a base. Like pretty it's cool, solid it's- action scene. Nami's right there in the fray. It's pretty awesome to see that. And yeah, honestly, I was like, oh, they actually made Morgan a threat. <laughs> yeah, they seeing them all kind of like fight together. Like it was really cool. Yeah, it was. They really do. Yeah, then in the manga, they just kind of. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and I love that you can kind of see like Luffy and Zoro fighting together, but they're really, you know, they're they're kind of like fighting around each other. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't because, quite you know, meshed they're, they're just, yet. Exactly. Yeah. And I just the, I'm I would like to think I'm pretty harsh when it comes to like fight choreography and a lot of Hollywood stuff. Like, you know, most of it just doesn't do anything for me. But the way that like the choreography was very clearly blocked mm-hmm. and just really it felt like. Well, for one, you could always tell what was happening on screen, which is the as far as like Hollywood films would go, like that the bars on the floor. Um, so <laughs> yeah, they did a good job with that. But I also I really appreciate that they really kind of leaned into each of their individual abilities. You know, there are a lot of really fun and creative ideas that are new that are you know like okay, this is how they would use Luffy's abilities in this situation. Like it it felt fun and fresh, but also faithful. Yeah, I man, just absolutely. It was it was a fun fight scene, very entertaining. And I wasn't I wasn't sure about how Meppo at first, how they treated him. But by the end, it's like, OK, they nailed him <laughs> yeah, yeah. that I was dying when they, he was playing with Zoro's sword. Yeah, yeah, posing with the sword, but naked for some reason. I know. I was like, <laughs> Amy's, I, I, Amy's next to me. He's like, he's naked, isn't he? I'm like, no, he, yeah. he's probably just his shirt off. And like all of a sudden, but I'm like, oh, no, he's oh, naked. He's, he's naked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love it. 
And I think it's also a nice touch that Zoro turned his hair into more of his manga style rather than the yeah one. yeah <laughs> luffy's like what happened to his hair <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's it was it was a lot of fun like i did not expect to see man button in the first episode <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god gosh. they made it work now if if i have to if i do have to criticize one thing and i i was more i was feeling more strongly about this at the end of the first episode but now i sort of see where they're taking it i do think the kobe stuff resolved really fast Way too fast. Because like, Kobe didn't have anything to do. It was just sort of a decision yeah. and punching out Helmeppo. Which was nice. To punch out Helmeppo was nice. But like, yeah. I feel like the, you lost sort of the emphasis on like... Um, well, we could, there's that line from Luffy where he's like, there's good pirates and bad pirates and there's good marines and bad marines. And, you know, that was kind of it. Whereas, I, you know, in the original material, I feel like it's Kobe kind of coming... He's like gaining his resolve. You know, the yeah. events of the of the Captain Morgan stuff... He's just, you know, that that is his resolve to be a, you know, like, I'm going to be a good Marine. And it really was just kind of like, all right, bye. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I, I think that the, the thing that they, because of the trimming that they couldn't do this time around, we didn't have a, uh, a Marine in with Morgan showing that, no, he's just crueling up his own ass. And he just like nobody, yeah. like everybody's more scared of him than anything else. You didn't get that sense here. It was Morgan yeah, just that sort was of the other thing. being all about himself. There, there wasn't that opportunity to be like, no, I will stand up to this because you guys are being Marines in the wrong way. Yeah, the, um, they really didn't touch on the fact that like the average person in that town hates Morgan, <laughs> you know, and they're like, you know, don't don't speak his name, you know, they're all afraid of him. Um, but that really, like, like, if something had to get cut, it would be that. So I understand, mm-hmm. but I, I think that's I, where Garp coming in is going to help. Yeah, I think having having watched episode two, I sort of I, I see the vision. I see it now, and, mm. and but I'm I'm not on board with it enough to be like, yeah, this is what I wanted. But yeah, yeah I, I I'm not sure if doing. it's better, but I understand the choice. Yeah, which is <laughs> I never thought I'd be saying that. Like that's the thing. There's nothing about this adaptation where I'm just like, I hate this. This isn't One Piece. This is wrong. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot of things that are really good, and some things that I'm just like, I raise an eyebrow. I mean. I was shocked that this this first episode did not cover all of Luffy's backstory. Yeah, that that's another thing. I was, mm, I think, having seen it all now, I would I I wish that they had just done it all at once. I understand why they didn't because you know there's only so much time, but it is a really it is a really crucial thing that you have to include. You cannot cut it. Yeah, um, and it's but I I. Yeah, it really is just more of the structural thing. Like, this would have been fantastic if it was all just one scene. Uh, but it is a lot of pretty good individual scenes. <laughs> and maybe that's just because I knew it was coming. And I was wondering, like, okay, they're, they're kind of stretching this out, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm kind of like, are they going to mess with my expectations in any way? And I'm, I'm sorry to spoil it for episode two. They really don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's about it, what it you expect. It is the backstory. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is. I, I imagine exactly it wouldn't change too much about that. I, I I love that they introduced Rue by having that piece of meat in his mouth. Yeah, I I was so happy that they did that. <laughs> it's, it's that's the that's the thing. Like Shanks's crew has been translated just brilliantly. I y- love Yasop all of their right design. there, front and center. Y- Yasop looks so cool. <laughs> mm. It's. Uh, it, the crew is translated pretty well. Luffy being just on his own, like young Luffy works out very well. 
they, they the, the, the the live action kept something that the anime didn't with Luffy stabbing himself under the eye. And I love yeah, the little yeah. line, like, just, I was aiming for my eye, but I missed. I was aiming for my eye. Yeah, just <laughs> pretty great. And then they they had um they had a song playing in the background that hasn't been covered where we're at in the manga yet. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was a really. Real- I was like, oh, they're doing that. I didn't <laughs> even realize. Really I think again because yeah. I was uh, my son was running around. It was just a little harder to hear certain things. I had the yeah. subtitles. Well, and it's if you've just read the manga, you wouldn't know what the song sounds like. Uh, I guess it, that's a good point. The song's taken from the anime version, but the song is in the manga too. Oh, okay. That, that, that's a thing we'll we'll get to when we get to it, but. That was wow. a, like, oh, yeah, wow, that's neat. They de- I mean, they definitely have their deep cuffs. I, I, people were already mm-hmm. talking about before where they, like, they had a poster of Foxy on there, for example. Yeah, there's Foxy. There's Bellamy had Bellamy. a poster. Yeah. So there, there's, they again, they're taking advantage of the fact that they they can see far enough ahead. Yeah, and get a lot real. of this this later these later reveals, and I, I think all things considered, the um like Zoro getting scouted by Baroque work, works thing is kind of a pretty deep cut. It, it is <laughs> a pretty is deep the, cut, is... but man, it's such a good setup. Yeah, <laughs> literally a deep cut in this case. <laughs> oh God, poor Mister Seven. Makes me yeah. wonder how how many like that obviously didn't kill Morgan, but I'm like they're obviously not going to kill Buggy, but. Man, what's going to happen to Koro and all of them? Like, are they going to get taken out that way? Yeah, that's a interesting because I feel like stereotypically, maybe when it comes to like American media, I feel like we would see a lot of characters get offed who weren't offed in the manga. But I feel like that is such a important element to One Piece's storytelling. Like, these are you you can't kill these characters one because you know a lot of them are uh, somewhat recurring, but also it is sort of against the themes of the story. So it it does make me wonder if that was something that they were like they wanted to do but oda said uh, no <laughs> yeah <laughs> can we kill off mr seven well he doesn't sh- he never shows up so yeah sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know we gotta you gotta find somebody to kill i guess <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> poor guy <laughs> i'm trying to think of like those these other moments uh to, that, that really just stand out but i mean I'm, I'm i'm really just of the opinion that again not perfect but so damn close like as far as like it is nailing that tone i think we can all say collectively as a society that we were and maybe i'm i'm projecting no i'm absolutely (laughs) projecting i was saying maybe i'm projecting no i'm absolutely projecting uh we were all expecting the worst (laughs) and by we i mean i so by that metric that it is like it is pretty good with just a couple things that i'm a a little uh, about but like it kind of comes with any adaptation though you know yeah exactly said you know as long as it gets the spirit it it, kind of works yeah and i i actually i i do appreciate that it's keeping me on my toes Mm -hmm. never quite know we're gonna get it would be boring just to be like oh yep that's the manga you know but they are i think they're changing the right things most of the time for things that are just like i may i may not like the end result always but i understand like what needs to change for flow and you know getting the characters in the right places at the right time yes yeah yeah and i I think there there could be so many worse ways of doing this than what they're doing (laughs) and good on them for uh making stretchy luffy work (laughs) it's like it's not the best but i think it's just cartoonish enough that you're willing to go with it because this world kind of plays into it yeah and that's that's something um, I really think by episode two, I, I really get the feeling that like they're really leaning into it. Like this is One Piece is weird. One Piece is very weird. <laughs> One Piece and is extremely ra- weird. 
And rather than smooth over those elements and kind of try to force it to be something it's not, they are really just like they're doing their own thing with it, but it is still weird. And and they kind of like this just would not really work uh, by conventional means in live action. So like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, like Luffy stretching is just going to be horrifying. Like it is. Yeah. It's, it's going to be <laughs> so, weird looking, just, but they're going to play into it. People are going to be freaked yeah, out by it. it. That's sort of the yeah. idea behind it. It makes sense that people are freaked out by this. And God, watching him devour that devil fruit. I'm like, usually yeah. it's only like one bite, but just seeing him like eat into it, it's like, okay, well, I guess it's not as nasty as they make it seem. in the. Yeah, I, I love that, that one scene with, oh, actually, wait. No, I think that was episode two, so I think I'll, oh. I'll, I'll hold off on that. But there was a scene about that. that it... <laughs> right. We do get a Luffy scene of him just eating. <laughs> and they, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm glad they kept that. Yeah. I mean, I, I really think, other than the fact that it's, like, split up across two episodes and sort of, like, cut back and forth, the, the Shanks, uh, Luffy, like, the, the backstory stuff might be my favorite stuff Ooh. in the live action so far. It is it is really good. It, w- it would be by far my favorite if it was just one scene but you know even even in spite of that it is mm. it, it really feels the like it has the heart of one piece in yeah fact. The, the first episode was already pushing an hour yeah that's true so it it, it makes sense. they have they had a lot to cover so you know i i, I get it they did they did and they, they they made a point of keeping kobe around they made a point of like getting all this because you could have started with him arriving at the marine base and hearing about Zoro or something like that but no it, it's nice that they kept Kobe and have him getting in the barrel and just again it's it's character building for Luffy because yeah. very quickly Amy Amy was like I really like Luffy yeah <laughs> which is what you want you know yeah. like that that feels so true to the spirit of the character you know mm-hmm. and uh, and it really <laughs> I guess it's funny when you think about it like in terms of like live action shows that we have here like luffy's just not a character that we would it's not the type of character we would have at all no no <laughs> and so it, it ends up feeling really refreshing in that sense he's almost more positive in the in this in this series than he is in the anime because in the anime in the in the manga he's just sort of this wild card like he's positive he, he makes friends easily he's just he cuts through the crap a lot of times but live action luffy is more about like giving good pep talks yeah, yeah, and just, I mean, I, I really appreciate that they kind of, he, he does kind of cut to the core of like, hey, what do you want to do? Like, this isn't what you want, right? You know, he had both conversations with both uh, Kobe and Zoro of just like, what do you want? It's not this, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I, and I like that Zoro has that uh, crisis, like, do I le- just leave or do I help these guys out? I'll help them out because he helped me out. Yeah, <laughs> oh, God, yeah, there's a lot of, the characters are making really meaningful choices in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, is there anything else you can think of to talk about for just for just the first episode? Obviously, it'll be a little bit meatier once we get, cover the entire series. But just for this first impression of the first episode, I wanted to get that yeah. out there. And I'm yeah. And obviously, you guys will see this depending on when I release it. But if I'm able to, I might try to put this out as early as possible just to get it out and ready to go. I would, I would recommend that if if you can make it happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm going to try. I still got to uh, get the previous episode the as of right now finish the episode I'm already editing but get yeah. another one. So we might get a double bill depending on my, the, my time Ooh. frame. Yeah. So that would be we'll cool. We'll see. Yeah. I'm I that I, I cannot fathom that I'm I'm excited. I want to watch I know. more. I'm so excited to watch more. I'm going to be watching one a night up, up until we get to the, you know, the next uh, episode. But 
I, I I'm excited for it. I'm excited for my partner to see it more of it and just see what get see what she thinks and just I'm a changed man. I know. I <laughs> I remember hearing about this like, oh, this is never going to work, or seeing it's productions not, like, okay, the production looks pretty decent, but it's not going to work. Like it's just you're right, so positive. You're you're coming off of the back of you know Cowboy Bebop, and you're just like, oh, oh and and just like, I don't necessarily want to frame things like, oh, it's broken the live action curse. I don't really. I don't want to frame things in that way, but like, this is definitely the most like on board. I think I've been for one of these, you know, either from, from America or Japan. I think so. Yeah. I, I, cause Japan doesn't always get these live action adaptations right either. I know that for a fact. There, I, I mean, there's a whole bunch of them on Netflix and they're also mostly bad. <laughs> <laughs> I've never the full metal alchemist ones are awful. <laughs> I've never bothered to watch the full metal alchemist ones, but I have heard that they're pretty <laughs> bad and death note the first the Japanese Death Note thing was fine, but not great. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's yeah, it's I've, so I've funny one. that all these an, these animes that would make much more sense to work in live action didn't, and yet One Piece, <laughs> which yep. should not work in live action, kind of does. They ended up nailing it, and may, maybe that is sort of the secret, like because it is something that is so wrong that they have to work harder to get it right. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And, I, I'm just, I'm, and I'm Otis right there too. Point. I think that maybe yeah, yeah. that's and another the, part Otis of it. Seems like he was pretty heavily involved in this, which I mean, uh, obviously helps a whole ton. Mm -hmm. Although again, that's not, that's not a, it's not a guarantee still for bullet. Yeah. Yeah. There are plenty of other, you know, things like, like Otis involved in most of the modern uh, animated movies um, for the past, like, you know, kind of, 13 15 years or so and you know they're not they're not all winners you know they're not they're, none of them are as bad as like you know movie movie three or movie five right but yeah it isn't just like <laughs> oh Oda's involved so this is going to be perfect and amazing always but it is good yeah. <laughs> and that's more than what i was bargaining <laughs> for uh i'm excited to give our thoughts on the full thing but uh for now i believe that's we've said all we wanted to say about the first episode of live action one piece thank you so much for listening and you can find more of my ramblings and stream vods over at bitnerd games on youtube or bitnerd with an underscore at the end on twitter and brandon where can everyone find you at i'm at brandon bovia on twitter talking about anime manga games and my job and this now apparently <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I haven't I haven't posted my feelings on it yet, but you know they'll they'll be out there. You'll see it. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And if you'd like to help us out, help us out more, you can support the podcast over at patreoncom slash Bittner. That's D E R R I C K B I T N E R to listen to the next episode ad free three days early. And make sure to return next time as we take a break from the manga once again and continue to chat about the entire first season of the live action One Piece series. So until then, my friends. Bye. Remember to take real life one piece at a time. Hate to break up this beautiful moment, but we need to get this safe out of here. Maybe if we find some rope or something. Or we can do that. <laughs> <laughs>